That's a musical blast. Yeah. Oh, 30 episodes. <laughs> a milestone that we reached. <laughs> the chorus again. Okay. Celebration music, the lessons it does teach. With every beat and rhythm, we dance and we sway. It's the shit line again. <laughs> In the KLA podcast. Where music holds its sway, sway, sway. <laughs> so many better words than that was sway. Good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's our best one yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> Do it lyrically. Yeah. I'm, I'm just disappointed with those last two lines. I can only apologise. It's not your fault. <laughs> Who it, are we blaming for that? We are blaming artificial intelligence yes yeah. so in case the viewers listen viewers listeners <laughs> hey. haven't already guessed um yeah that was that was that was um a bit of a shortcut lyrically speaking wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what artificial intelligence is it's obviously a computer somewhere that what you'd put you said we got a podcast we got yeah. carl we got a and we got Julia, yeah, and, yeah and it spat out those lyrics yeah yeah yeah, and it's, it's, there's three verses, there's two, three pre-choruses, there's three choruses and a bridge. And a bridge. So I WhatsApped it to you, and then you had got to the point where it said, read more, and you click on that, and then it's like double the length. Yeah, it, it really is. I was not going to sing for that long. <laughs> Do you know? The, but, but that's better than what I had. Oh, I, is it? Well, <laughs> I didn't realize you had anything. I thought, I thought I was helping out. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. You've done me a favor, because I was, I was just going to sing um, 30 Dirty Birds by the Rolling Stones. Uh, oh yes. You know what I mean? Okay. But make it like a ballad or something. Okay, perhaps we can have three songs this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Yes, I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm very very well. 
So uh, episode 30 is quite a milestone, isn't it? I reckon. Do we celebrate when we hit 10, 20? Uh, no. Tens. No, tens. Ah. I don't know. When, when I reached 30 years of age, I did feel like I, <clears throat> I was no longer a child. No, <laughs> that's not true. I still feel like I'm a child. <laughs> oh, lordy. But like, um, yeah, I think 30 is a bit of a... Yeah, 30 is good. Yeah, we're now, we're, now, we're now a proper podcast. When you actually look back at what we've done, and, and I know it's taken us a few years, yep. but there's been some crackers. There's been yeah. actual crackers. I'd love to do, not this one, but I'd love to do one where we revisit lots of the moments. Yeah. Prack. I know that's yeah. a shit ton of editing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, a lot of podcasts to go through to find those <laughs> fun moments, but there's been some fun moments and fun guests. And, and thank you all. For jumping in and being with us, yes, Shout out absolutely. To all the I don't think, yeah, we need, I think we need to thank our listeners for, probably more, don't we? Because yeah, um, oh, definitely. Because I think we we just get into the lodge, we hit record, and then we chat for a bit, and then we release it. And sometimes we forget actually that there's you know people download <laughs> yeah. this, <laughs> listen True. to it. Yeah. But we're out. We, we said this before, didn't we? We're out and about, and we hear um, and people come up to us and say, "Oh, I really like that episode," or. Yeah, like, I listened into this one and you think, oh shit, I actually forgot that. <laughs> this is the real thing. <laughs> this is actually something that's out there for people to absorb. Oh, no, no pressure. I don't think we've ever felt any pressure. <laughs> so, um, oh, we did episode 20 was just you and me. Hey. That was, that was January 2022. Um, uh, that's not too bad. Episode 10 was Hannah Castleman. Hey. That's February 2019. That was good. I remember, I think we... We had tried to edumacate her about Pearl Jam. Yes. That's right. I remember yes. that one. I remember Episode that one. one was January 2018. So we have been going for nearly oh, five and a half years. I'd love to redo my one if if possible, because I'd like to say um a bit less. So so <laughs> so I'd have to listen to it, write it all out. Yeah. And it would recreate it We'd exactly recreate word it. for word. <laughs> or if you could just re-release it with all the ums and uh, okay. oh yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like I do remember and I and I in all honesty. I got to thank yourself as well because yeah, um, I was fresh back from Australia. I was, I don't know, I was in a, not not in a funk, but I was in not my hundred percent myself. And um, you used, I'm sure you used it as an excuse to get me out of my hovel <laughs> and um, just get chatting and talking again and get because you know what I mean. It was like I had a long break from the musical scene. Yeah, right here, you know what I mean. And, and so many things changed. I just felt very overwhelmed by it all and it's been lovely reconnecting with everyone and yeah. all, you know what I mean so oh, well, same, well, same here no, same I, I, I mean, well, it's, just, it's just an amazing excuse just to get people in and just and yeah. chat to them for an hour and a half and like yeah. there's people who have come in that I've known for years and years and years and years and they, you always find out something new that's it about them that's it um, like Nia last episode mm. it's been I've worked with her for 10 years she's my line manager she's my boss yeah and I found out so much about her about our past, what she's been up to. And then obviously it just makes more sense when you come to the persons they are now and you can see the threads of, yes. where, of, of what they've been doing and how it culminates. Yeah, and how much she hates jazz. Yes. <laughs> no, I think she likes no. jazz, it's the musician she hates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, I remember, um, I think, um, Graham, Graham Mays. Yes, hold on. So I've got this in front of me. Hit Graham was episode number four, and that was April 2018, so yeah. still over five years ago. Madness. Yeah. It's madness. wonder what he's doing now. Uh, well, he's, well, he's in Keeper's Brew. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So his, his band's doing amazingly well. Oh, doing brilliant. really well. Okay. Uh, and he, I think he's still out on the road. I think he's still tours with bands and stuff. Excellent. Like, yeah. That's cool. I love the whole, um, you know, the, 
the set and helping musicians and people who work in music through depression and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was very, that was highly insightful. Yeah, yeah. That sticks in my mind. Um, no, there's loads, there's loads of good episodes. So if you've not listened to them all, go back and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So we did have an idea for today, um, didn't we? Oh, we haven't, because we haven't got a guest. Yes. Oh, we yeah. thought we'd just do me and you. So we had, um, we had like an idea what we're going to do today. And then I, we, I reached out via my Instagram and you reached out um, people at work and family and friends and stuff. That's it. I'm anti-social media. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not anti. I'm just not on it. So I have to, <laughs> I have to do face-to-face shit rather than <laughs> internet stuff. But that's all good. Um, and, and then it's suddenly like we reached out for help and then suddenly our job has become much bigger. Because oh so many God. people helped out. And then <laughs> we've got a mammoth task in front of us now, haven't we? Well, what, how do we start this? Do you pose... The question that you posed to me. So yeah, so the the question I posed to you was, or the goal I've set for us is, by the end of today's episode, we are going to come up with the ultimate '90s band. <clears throat> so we are going to find the ultimate '90s drummer, bass player, guitarist, and singer, and then we're going to put them together and send them out on the road, and it's going to be the best, the most amazing band that's ever been ever. It'll, yes, yeah. for for the person who chooses it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well. Oh, wait, oh, this is this is, this is a factual this, this thing. Is beyond, yes, yeah, this, this is beyond discussion. This is <laughs> this is yeah. So what at the end of this one? This is basically a fact-finding mission. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is a public service. All right, it? that's good. I'm happy with that. Um, so I got a, so I went out on um, Instagram and I put a little like story. I worked out to do a question on my story and who was your, and I said who's your favorite drummer and who's your favorite bass player and who's your favorite guitarist and who's your favorite singer and I had 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 people give me their musicians and we've got a list in front of us and it's quite extensive the list isn't it It's quite broad Um it's well, yeah it's really wide actually yeah It's quite it's quite yes I'm um I'm looking at it now Hopefully all some some names I don't know Harry Younger replied with Mike Mangini in every box. <laughs> of course he did. So thanks for that, Harry. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> oh. um, so I'm, I'm just going to go down the list of people that, that contributed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I was saying to you earlier, I, I kind of forgot that stories on Instagram expire after 24 hours. And I checked this 24 hours after I posed the question. So hopefully I've included everyone. But if you're one of the first to respond, and I missed your name off, I'm really sorry. But I, I, hopefully this is it. Um, Kelly, my wife, responded. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Um, Jason, who I know from Waterbear, a lovely, lovely guy, um, responded. And actually, Jason was the guy who won the Dirk Lance bursary at Waterbear. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. Another chap we've chatted to. Yeah, Dirk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hi, Jason. Um, Joe Stevens, who I used to work with. She's an amazing singer. Jeffrey, who I know from Waterbear as well. Um, Chase Williams, who is the singer and kind of the creator of Chasing Mumford and Mumford and Sons tribute band. Ah, okay. Europe's number one tribute band, they claim yeah. to be, and I'm sure I'm sure that's true. Well, it's big. That's a nice band to do. Oh, right? yeah. That's oh, yeah. Fun. And they do it properly. They do it properly. Yeah, they are amazing. Foot, all the harmonies are there. The right yeah, yeah, he's got all that. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Stu Brewer, thank you very much, Stu. Um, Duncan Howlett, who um, works for Water Bear, helps out with the media. He's the guy who's got me into my 360 GoPro and everything. We're always chatting about. Um, we was chatting about like camera tech and also he is as possibly even a bigger Tommy, Eman- Tommy Emmanuel fan than I am <laughs> so we t- chat a lot about him and mating guitars as well uh, my brother Stu thank you Stu yeah Stu how you doing um, Zen Judaism who are from Southampton 
Right. I think it's a collective by lots of things. But okay. obviously, run, obviously, one person probably runs the Instagram, but thank you. Yes. Uh, Tom Scott, who is one of the guitarists in the Foo Forgers. Ah. Um, Zan Petek, thank you very much. Uh, James Ashdown, who is an amazing drummer um, from this way, from Hampton I've known for ages. And Nia Collins, who was our last episode. Yes. Guest also, also replied. Uh, so thank you very much. And then... We did count up all the musicians I've got, but there must be 40 different names oh, here. Oh, it's mad. So it is should, mad. Which is what I mean. Our task is going to be mental, isn't it? It's far wide and sprawling. Like, oh gosh. I couldn't even pick my favourite out of... I couldn't even do it. No. What do we do? What did we start mentioning some people? Mentioning some musicians? Okay. I mean, how are we, how are we going to do this? Because are we just going to pick the best drummer and the best bass player and the best guitarist and best singer? Or are we going to also think about what they're going to be like if they're in the same band and they're playing at the same time as each other. That's I, what I mean, because one of the singers I've got is Mariah Carey and one of the drummers <laughs> I've got is Danny Carey. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, the two Carries. The two right Carries. Um, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine together. Do you think so? <laughs> <laughs> if they, they probably worked together in the past. Surely they have. <laughs> no. but so, um, so you see what I mean? We've got to think about, I think we should be thinking about well, the synergy. Yes. <clears throat> I've got an issue where I started thinking of my own personal ones. And I basically just came up with the musicians from a band that I really like. You already. just bought in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, you? no. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not a million miles away. <laughs> but um, and I thought, no, come on, you know. But um, some of these players, like the drummers list here is Matt Cameron, um, Pearl yeah. Jam, yeah, yeah. Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't like him in Pearl Jam. I think he speeds everything up, and I don't like Oh, is he it. the newer drummer in Pearl Jam? He's the, late, he's the current okay. latest. Okay. Sort, and um, I don't like what he does, and you know what I mean? But everyone, someone obviously does. Um, yes, I think I'm, who was that? Was that Stu Brewer brought him in? Oh, no, Stu, Stu Brewer did um, Danny Carey, I think. That's cool. Mike Mangini. Thank you, Harry. Questlove. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Grohl. Yeah. So is that, I mean, Grohl is a double header because Nirvana and Foo Fights were both 90s, weren't they? Yeah, so he could be in, he could be in either of those lists. Yeah, he yeah. could even be in a vocalist list. Yeah, Jeez. and guitarist. Yeah, yeah. He's and he played bass for Back in Black at the old uh, Taylor. He's not known for playing bass though. Yeah, no. He's obviously that. on the first Foo Fighters album. He played everything, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's a bit. He's a bit of all right. He's actually my mum's um, fancy man. Oh, and my wife's. Oh, really? <laughs> like my um, my dad always used to. Wind my mum up about how, you know, Bruce Springsteen was, you know, the boss, whatever. And, you know, oh, look, Jude, it's, um, it's Bruce Springsteen. It's your fella. And then one day she was like, no, got a new fella. <laughs> we were like, holy shit, who is it? <laughs> she's like, well, there's this chap from uh, Nirvana, Dave Grohl. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mum. <laughs> who? Fergal Lawler. Oh. Am, I, am I about to show my... All right, just just talk while I while I pretend I'm not googling this. Okie koki. <laughs> there is some names I don't know. This is the beauty of this question. Uh, you could ask a hundred thousand different people, and there'll probably be a hundred thousand different the cranberries. Answers. The cranberries, of course. I've never I've never really considered the cranberries beyond. Well, you ever, you ever listen? To, I've never paid enough attention to the drummer of the cranberries, but maybe I need to now. Cranberries, that's zombie, isn't it? Yeah, 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 big, and Linga, big, yeah. big, 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 big hit. Yeah. And um, she sadly passed, didn't she? Yeah. And um, that song is enormous. Yeah. That song is massive. I think every cover band ever 
probably play that song. Yeah. It's, and it's a nice, easy song to play and it always sounds good. Which is probably amazing drumming. That's why it makes it all sound so good. Yeah. It? So, yeah. Um, Steve White. Yeah. So Paul Weller, Style Council. There you go. And John Dolmayan. From um, System of from a Down. From System. And he is amazing. He's solid. Yeah, he is amazing. He's amazing. I love what he does. Okay, so does anyone leave? I mean, this is my list from my, from me and Instagram. Are there any other names that you've added on to that? I've got... Um, I've got... <laughs> well, can I just start with this? Because this cracked me up. My wife... Hello, darling. Um... <laughs> I like how you think there's obviously something coming because you started off with the nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all these are all her words. So she's um she's gone. I said, look, I, we were, I was eating. I just rushed home from work. I haven't got much time. I'm gonna try and get around you as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right, we've been posed this question. Go. I didn't give her any time to think, and she's just slashed them out. She was like straight in, Chad Smith. I was like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? She's like, because he's fucking awesome. And I'm like, good enough. That's good enough for me. Um, guitarist, she went Mark Knopfler. Ooh, I'm like, oh, well, Hold on. I, 80s, like money for nothing, but I'm sure he's playing through the 90s. No, I'm not, I'm not doubting your wife's intimate knowledge of Dire Straits here, but were they actually around in the 90s? I'm not even sure if I mentioned the 90s. <laughs> 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 to be fair to her. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yes, they did release an album in 99, 91. She says she loves, she loved Mark Knopfler. Because he had pubic hair head. Okay. And she used to do this thing when she was a kid. Maybe she'd hide behind her mum and dad's curtain. And they'd be like, I want my MTV sting. <laughs> yeah. We'd do that. And then, oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And then her and her sister, I think, would jump out from behind the curtain and rock out to is that, that bit. Is there footage of this? Have you so seen it? I know. I'd love to see it. <laughs> now, if I could, if I was a millionaire, I'd pay you lots to re- get that reenacted. Singer, she went meatloaf. Oh, he's a hell of a singer. A hell of a singer. What's, what's he lost reasoning? his way towards the end. Her reasoning was because she resembles him a bit now. <laughs> her words. No, no comment. Not mine. <laughs> so I know she listens to this and after every episode she messages me so I'm going no comment on that. <laughs> I don't there's a great answer That's what that. she said. I said no. But, <laughs> but no, he's a hell of a singer. He was back in the day. I know he had a moment. Um, I don't want to be negative about him because he had such an illustrious, amazing career where he sang. Yeah brilliantly but towards he had a moment in Melbourne where he played the AFL final and it was some of the worst singing I've ever heard in my really? life really but he said it was monitoring and the click yeah. track was out and all this sort of stuff and, yeah. but he just looked a mess but it was towards the end of his existence okay so he was you know but um, amazing and then bass player she said um, Carl Evans from Caroline's Cafe oh okay alright I said why and she goes can't say that on air and I was like well, hey <laughs> what were you what were you playing in the 90s bass wise was Caroline's around then no no I don't think it was I 90s think, no, I think we're about 10 years too late 10 years oh damn well 90, in the 90s what was I doing in the 90s probably like Savalis Toupe Toupe had started yeah. in, in the late 90s possibly yeah. I, can't, I can't remember I was in Savalis I was in oh, I was in probably in Science Star Project maybe. oh yes okay repeat yeah so and, and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. So we met, yeah. But I'll just try to mention Caroline's captioning. <laughs> Ding. Ding. But okay. yes, that's um that's her. So that's sorry, that wasn't as quick as I was expecting <laughs> it to be. But that made me laugh while I was eating dinner. That was cool. Um and then I got and then I got Andy. Andy Mason. Oh yeah, cool. Hi from, Andy. Um and he's um Diamond Geezer. He's helped me with the project. Um and his 
Oh, God. I was on the phone this one. I was like, okay. And um, I said, mate, quick, fire one off. And he said, so, uh, How going. many of these are LA bands that I probably haven't heard of? Well, no. It'd be, um, he goes, If it's not too late, he goes, I'd like to put in these ones. Perry Farrell, vocalist. Okay. James, right, yeah. James Addiction. Okay. I'm like, Yeah, for me, yeah, that's up there. Stephen Perkins. All on, right. On drums. He's also James Addiction, Paul yeah. Farrell's played with loads of other yeah. people. Amazing. Um, he said, um, Mike Watt on bass. Okay. Which is like, I was like, ooh. I want so he hasn't mentioned anyone from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. And then um, Mickey from Ween, Dean Ween, Diener. Oh, right. And he said, I said, why, mate? And he said, bonus one for keys, money mark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, Diener is the most unknown and underrated guitarist in the world. He is incredible. Yeah. Incredible axe man. What is the king? <laughs> you can play everything and exudes emotion in his playing. Okay. Perkins is the happiest drummer out there. Hits it hard and funky every night. Yeah. And Perry is a bloody alien and a perfect front man. Yeah. yeah. Money oh man. God. Our job is so hard, isn't it? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I, I, I agree with two of those straight out of the boat. You know what I mean? Straight out of the bat. You know, it's like, you know, I'd, I'd be hard pushed to go past Perry Farrell and what. Okay. Yeah, I love those guys. Maybe what we should do, right? Maybe what we should do is we should choose our own personal favourites out of this massive long list and then we'll just whittle it down to like one each and then we'll battle it out. Okay. All right, so who who is there a drummer there that... Um, who my... He leaps out at you. I th- maybe just go on gut reaction, like gut instincts. Who, who, is, who is the name that's at the front of your head? Out of that list? Oh, damn it. I'm going to say Grohl. Oh, Why? Not because of Nirvana, but because of his work with Queens of the Stone Age. Oh. Is that, is that all right? Yes. Well, you, going, yeah, to ask permission. I'm <laughs> going to get out of that list. He's not my personal favourite. I've, so, got, I've got my own personal Oh, we haven't gone on your list, have you? Oh, my list okay. is freaking expansive and sprawling, sadly. But um, my list included Stephen Perkins, Wilk, Brad Wilk from Rage. Yep. Amazing. Um, Josh Freese, I know he's in the newspapers a lot because he's the new Foo Fighters drummer. Yeah, yeah. But was he Nine Inch Nails in that? Who was he in the nineties? Well, he's Perfect Circle in he's the nineties. Well, it's later than that, probably okay. to be honest. Um, and I've probably, oh, you see, I've probably because I wanted to say David Elich, Elich, maybe say it from Mars Volta. Yeah, but I don't even know, and because because I've just I saw him play with Anti Mask. In Melbourne, yeah, uh, and it is the hands down the best drumming performance I've any, ever seen. Was he Mars Volta's first drummer? I he, I don't do you know what I don't actually. I know. think he was actually because yeah. that second drummer was um second drummer ended up in Queens, the Stone Age for a while. Yeah, didn't he? yeah, yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen, yeah, because I seen Mars Volta right at the beginning, and he was amazing. This he was incredible. He, I watched him play these hyper anti mass came out, and I, I didn't realize I didn't know who they were, mm. and then I saw the two guys from. Mars Volta come out and I'm like, holy shit, Mars Volta playing? No, it's not them. It's a new little band that they had, Side Project, Anti-Mask, ended up being one of my favourite bands ever. Yeah. And he came out and he battled the drums <laughs> for 45 minutes. It was incredible. Um, he had cymbals falling on him and while he's playing, he's chucking sticks away to grab the cymbals and throw them out of his way of his other drums. It was like, it was like a gladiator fight with the drum kit. It was awesome. <laughs> he hit so fucking hard. Really? It was incredible. And just sweat, you know what I mean? It was just a yeah, yeah. And I, so I'd love to pick him, 
But you're not. You're going to pick Dave Grohl. But. <laughs> well, I don't think he's. I don't think he's 90s. Sadly. Oh, okay. All right. But, okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to have to say Grohl for his work with. Um, I think what he does with Queens of the Stone Age is just so perfect and right. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect myself to say that. Mm. What about yourself? Mm. You know what? There's there's one name on here which actually I haven't we haven't mentioned yet, which was a big figure for me, which is Mike Portnoy. Well, I was yes. Because he, because um, I've got another list here. Oh, is there more? Sorry, is this from this is from your work colleagues? This is uh, Matt from work. Okay. Um, quick, I'll re- uh, quickly, Mike Portnoy. Yeah. I said why? Because he said lots of fucking symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, he said let me kill him in storm bass, and I said why? He goes, I don't need a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, because it's Lemmy. <laughs> um, Mike Patton on vocals. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and then he's got. Zach Wild, yeah, because um, of his pinch harmonics and his tone, yeah. And he goes, and if I'm allowed a little extra guitarist, he love. He'd like, he said between Dimebag as well. Oh, you know what I mean? How could oh you not? God. It's, it's what I mean. You didn't think of him, did you? Until no. Then, and it's this is and the it's killer. obvious. Yeah, like no, no one's mentioned John Petrucci yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we have or, or Steve Vai or yeah. Joe Satriani or yeah. or McLaughlin. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. Um. Now, I, I'm going to have to really refrain from just listing Tool, I think. But <laughs> I think when I first heard Tool, it was definitely Danny Carey was the one yeah. that leapt out of me, leapt out at me. Um, i got so many Tool stories. And I, got, and I got completely obsessed with Tool when I first heard Well, I heard A Perfect Circle first. Did you? Because I was, do you remember when MTV2 used to play good music? Yes. And it was, used to be like one o'clock in the morning. Just, and I just used to sit there and watch Queens of the Stone Age and... Nirvana and Foo Fighters and all these bands and then Perfect Circle Three Libras came on oh and I was Three like, Libras and I was like this band this band are amazing yeah. like, I haven't heard them I haven't heard of Maynard or anything oh man so, uh, so I went out and bought the Perfect Circle album and then in do you remember FOP Records FOP do you remember I don't think it exists anymore does oh, it yeah. but it's like if you like a Perfect Circle you might like Tool so I thought oh I do like a Perfect Circle <laughs> I might like Tool so then I bought the Undertow album oh which is my favourite Tool album yeah and I remember, I remember, I just put it on, and it's really different to that Perfect Circle album. Oh, There's nothing so like Three Libras on Undertow, is there? So good. And I just sat there and I just listened to it. And sometimes when you put an album on and you just you press play and then you're transfixed until the end, and you yeah. realize you haven't done anything for the last hour. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I want. I bought Undertow. I think I bought Undertow the same day as Primus, Pork Soda. All right. Um, and, and also Porn for Pyro's first album came out the same day. Yeah. So we went into town and bought those three albums. Is this when friends. you walked into town? Yes, when we walked into town because <laughs> we didn't have enough money for everything. But anyway, um, yeah, sadly. And I imagine a bass player who's obsessed with Les Claypool yeah. not listening to that album because Undertow just hit me in the guts. Yeah. Just, I was like, this is the, this is the shit. Yeah. It's got that little, that darkness that I like. Got the dark necessity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's um, so you're going. You're okay, going, I'm, Danny. I'm going to write this down. So we got. So okay. So already then, we are going to at some point, we're going to have to have a, a, a drum off between Dave Grohl and Danny Carey. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. I, I'm. Oh, oh dear. I just you know like like you know we got these high end technical drummers in a mangini and all those guys but sometimes you just need to hit 
the floor tom like it's a hi hat. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. and just do those beats. <laughs> and also, the fill. It's all over the internet all the time. People doing his fill at the start of um, Song for the Dead. Is it? All right, yeah. Oh, don't forget Teen Spirit, that film. Oh, I mean, how famous classic. is that? Yeah, yeah. There's a brilliant clip on YouTube, actually, him talking about that film. How he, is it, is he ripped? He says, I listen to like the Four Tops and There's stuff. There's the Gap Band. The Gap Band, that's yeah. it, well done. And you're like, And, and they play it and he can't, I don't, I can't hear it. <laughs> you can kind of get a swing. But the Gap Band drummer came up to him and said, you nick my fill. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Danny Carey might be winning that one. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have Dave Grohl and Danny Carey are our, our drummers. Let's think, about, yeah. let's think about bass players. Now, we should be well-versed on good bass players. Oh, my life. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down my um, Instagram list um, and my personal list. Um, and there are six names here. We've got Flea. Yes. Um, we've got... Darcy from Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. She, even though she, there's no love lost there anymore, is there? No, they she hate knows. each other. Yeah. Uh, Les Claypool. Yep. Um, Stuart Zender from Jamiroquai. See, I, I became, I was obsessed with him back in the day. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. But I didn't think of him this time round. No. This is uh, yeah. Well, we were saying earlier how many how many of these are Americans. Mm. I mean, how many are male? And how many are, are from America? Yes. Which I, guess, which I guess just really sums up the, the music scene at the time. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Because what, what, 90s, what was it, Britpop? Here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would, Britpop would have been the thing. I mean, early it. 90s, I guess we were, we were just inundated with Nirvana and Soundgarden yeah. and Pearl Jam and stuff. That's it. And then Britpop, Britpop was maybe a reaction to that. I always thought a great sort of tribute covers band, you could call it 1992. Oh, yeah. And only do music release from that year. Because if you look at all the albums, that yeah. are amazing albums that but you, were released. But you need a singer that could do oh my God. Axel Rose and also James Soundgarden and also yeah, Chris Cornell. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. You'd, be, yeah. <laughs> You'd need 30 singers. <laughs> um, Kim Deal from the Pixies. Kim Deal. And Nicky Y from Manic Street Preachers. That's good. Which, again, is a name that didn't... I'm, 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 head, curious, I'm curious as to sort of who chose who, but we've lost that. Um, knowledge, have we? I think Nia chose Kim, Kim right Deal. Um, do, was she in the Breeders too? Uh, yes, I think so. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. I always remember that as a great bass line. That's her. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Brilliant. Um, yes. So have you got any, any different names um, for that? Me. Oh, no, a bit of paper. Here we go. I obviously. I've got a list as long as my arm because I love bass playing. You know, Flea, obviously, huge influence. Um, Claypool, huge influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I wanted to mention Robert DeLeo mm. from Stone Temple Pilots because when everyone was listening to Pearl Jam, I, can't, I got it and I liked it and I loved that. For, those first two albums were incredible, but there's something about the Stone Temple Pilots that just grabbed me more. Yeah. yeah. I just loved that darker. More, more immediate. Uh, yeah, maybe, and, and and again, maybe it's the darker subject matters and all that sort of stuff. You know, I don't know. Well, anyway, but um, what, Mike Watt? Oh yeah, okay. Just life influence. Yeah. Um, and then I've got the two tool bass players. 
Uh, both of them. Well, I've got Paul Dama. D'Armour? D'Armour. Yeah, 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 I don't know much about him. He played, what did he play on? Was he on Undertow? Undertow. Okay. And Opie, obviously. First, yeah. very first thing. And and I got, and then obviously Justin Chancellor. Yeah. And I, see, I saw Tool way back, 1990, I don't know when it was, 1993 maybe. Was, was this with Andy Mason? Um, I can't remember. Because you and Andy Mason have got such, such a gig history. Oh, the man. Like, Chili's so at like, Brixton, for example. Yeah, Chili's at Brixton, all that <laughs> sort of stuff, you know, supported by Henry Rollins' band. And, yeah. You know, it was amazing. But um, I think the lineup was Tool. You had Paul, who was a great band. If you don't know Paul, go and no, check him okay. out. British band Head Swim. Right. Amazing band again. World-class singer, but not on the list. Okay. <laughs> and then another band called Peach. Which is, okay, yeah. So... Peach played. They were all right. I didn't really like what was going on. I didn't really know who the words. And anyway, um, Tool come out on stage, play their first song. And then Paul Dermar comes on the microphone and says to, because Peach was the last man, he goes, oh, thanks to the gay doors for supporting us. Oh. Yeah. Little did he know that that bass player was going to freaking replace what? him in that two years. That wasn't like an in-joke. He was just sagging off. I don't know. Man. It looked, it was weird. Thanks it to was the, it was a real it? uncomfortable sort of weird. Thanks to the gay doors, mm. called them the gay doors. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. And then, but I do like what Paul Jalmer did with Tool. There's some of that. So I wonder what stuff. Justin's playing with Peach was like. I wonder if it was similar to his Tool approach. I don't know. He played like no one else. I actually can't remember. Yeah, because I think I was so like <laughs> for Tool. <laughs> Anything could have been playing, do you know what I mean? And I'd have been like, whatever, mm. let's get to Tool <laughs> mm. at that time. But um, I've also got Eric Avery. Oh, okay. From Jane's Addiction. Well, then that name's popping up a lot, isn't it? I love him. I just love Addiction. I just think he has written some of the most epic bass lines. Like, it's the start of three days. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know. It's just, it's just. Part of your psyche. Those notes. It's like it's there. It's such a cool bass line. Everything he did was cool. So simple. You know what I mean? And and just awesome. But um, yeah, so those are the ones I wanted to add to the list. Okay. Okay. You've got some. You've got some, obviously. Um, For me, personally, I just, I, the two big ones for me as a bass player back in the 90s were Flea and Stuart Zender. Yes, you like the funk. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Clay, Claypool didn't get on your radar? I, I, I like Primus. Yep. I very, I very rarely put on Primus. You like Primus, you love the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah, is that a fair statement? I think there's Claypool's playing. I don't think, as a beginner bass player, I could ever even conceive... I couldn't even picture what he was doing, let alone imagine myself doing it. And to be honest, <laughs> I've been playing bass for... 20 years and I still can't do what he does. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you and you and Grant, have just, you can just do it and it's amazing and yeah. it baffles me when I watch you do it because I just think like, I just can't do that. But I do like that. I've always liked his, what he does. I just, I've always liked that sideways. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's one, yeah. if there's something of doing it and, and also there's a bit of safety in it. Like I always remember playing with Toupe and a guy coming up to me afterwards and saying, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? And, and the whole, this whole, thing about being virtuoso bass players you know what I mean and all this sort of stuff and this guy had obviously taken offence to that and he wanted to chat to me about it and I said I didn't fucking say it <laughs> it was a magazine and I said I, I don't actually think we are virtuoso what we're doing is actually quite simple Yeah. and he said 
he said, um, he goes, oh, you're just playing something different that no one can figure out. That's all you're doing. And it really stuck with me. Why, why is that an insult? I don't know. Did anyone ever say that to Eddie Van Halen? Well, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's because it's space. That's what it is. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's so many. He's so unique, Les Claypool. Yeah. That if you do anything marginally close to what he does, yeah. oh, you're just trying to be nice. That's like Jacko. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's not fair. Just because you slap a bass, it doesn't mean you want to no. be Les Claypool or Flea. No. There's hundreds of thousands of people who slap a bass guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just what people do, I think. And it's, it's, it's sad. But I'm, um, I'm, I think I'm going to nab Flea on my list. Because, Fair enough. Because I'm going to get there before you do. He's hard. <laughs> He's hard to get by. Because we are talking um, 90, in the 90s, we are talking from Blood Sugar Sex Magic all the way up to when was Stadium Arcadium? Or when was, when was By the Way? Oh, I don't know. No, um, Stadium Arcadium was Ninety-two was, was Blood Sugar. Right. Mother's Milk. Flea. Mother's Milk was late, late 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, 89, I believe. Correct me if I'm incorrect. Um, Mother's Milk. See, I'm, yeah, I know we talk about this a lot. Oh, so but... by the way, it's 2002. Okay. So we're talking up to um, Californication. Californication, then. yeah. So that's Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That's one hot minute and that's Californication. Yeah. And those, so the bass, bass playing and all of those, if you think about um, basically all of Blood Sugar Sex Magic, if you think about songs like Aeroplane and Coffee Shop, and if you think about I love that. Scar Tissue and Californication, I just don't think there's a better bass performance from a, of course, oh, three album discography than in, any other band. And also, you could almost say, you could almost say, there's two different guitarists, obviously, John and Dave. Yeah. Um, we'll get to Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so he completes Jay's addiction then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and also, you could almost say three, because John was a very different guy when he came back. Yeah, yes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he was he real was, back to basics. Yeah, it? it was real um, as, um, who's the singer of the darkness? Justin Hawkins. Justin Hawkins. Yeah. yeah I, I quite, have you seen the recent-ish video of him talking about John Frusciante's where he wasn't Where he was less than complimentary. Yes. <laughs> saying rather childish. He called it childish, and I'm like, yeah, he said, he said there's yeah. no emotion, and I'm, I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I, I get more emotion. Well, it's a, it's a different emotion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And have you heard um, John Frusciante's podcast with Rick Rubin? I haven't heard all of that record. one, no. But and he said he talks about how he really got into minimalist music in, in when he was off on his um he was in a bit of a drug binge, wasn't he? Oh God, was he? And that's the kind of music he was into, and then he tried to bring that to the guitar, and I think that coupled with his. If you don't play guitar for how many years? Five years at least. Exactly. Your your technique is just going to go, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's what that's what California is. Hell. I don't skateboard for like three months and everything goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck! How'd you do this again? <laughs> but um, so I've nabbed flea. I'm afraid. Nabbed flea. Oh God! I've got to go. I don't want to. It's between, we don't have to. For me, it's. <laughs> It's not that important, but I do feel like this is quite important for me. No, as far as influence goes for me, it's got to be um, either Claypool or what. I'm going okay, to I'm I'm have to nail you down one. I'm going to have to go Claypool. All right, okay. Oh, okay. So They are the two. We have a flea versus they, Les they Claypool. I I'm, I'm really hate to be stereotypical, but they are probably the two. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to feel like, I love what all these other guys did. Yeah, what they did, like Eric Avery. Nothing 
fueled my um, emotional bone, whatever you want to call it. Um, like his his songs, those songs from right. James Addiction. You know, when he starts Summertime Rolls, I'm I'm just like I'm zapped back to a moment in time. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, and Claypool doesn't do that for me, but what Claypool does do for me is he ignites the weirdness and the funk and the just the oddity and yeah. everything that I love about you know. He's unique. He's a one-off. Yeah. There's no other people. There's no other guys who do that out no. there. I love it. Dirk was telling us about how he's played. Played. He's jammed with Les Claypool, hasn't he? That's right. And he said exactly the same thing. Yeah. But they went on tour together. It's just imagine you know, that. For every for every million bass players, there's a Les Claypool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We have our rhythm section sorted. Well, no, we haven't. We well, we're fifty-fifty on our rhythm section. Um, okay, I've got... Are we going guitarists? Yeah, I've got a list of guitarists here, which have been sub, like, submitted via Instagram. Thank you again, all those names I read out earlier. Um, and some of these I would not have immediately considered. No way, not even me. But, but absolutely, I should have considered them. For example, number one, Graham Coxon. Yeah. From Blur. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, because obviously it was Blur versus Oasis. That was the big deal, wasn't it? And Graham Coxon could outplay Noel Gallagher. Oh my God! So, I, like, it's not even worth discussing because, yeah, no. he, because he just could, couldn't he? And he was on, um, he was playing on um, Jules Holland the other night, and he played saxophone as well. He's incredible. <laughs> He's, I met met him in Austin, James. Did you, Graham Coxon? Yeah, he was. Um, he was maybe yeah. He was pretty jet lagged. Is he down? Is he down, he was, down to earth? And he was is quite he... monosyllabic, but he was. But he had a photo with us, and then and then left as quickly as he did. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I've just. Recently, been playing Blur songs, d- filling in for you know for, for uh, covers bands and all that sort right. of stuff. And I, ne- I never, I'd almost go back to those times, and I'd almost say that back in you know when Britpop was happening, I was like, get away, yeah, give me more Claypool, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever. And but the Blur, all the, the Blur catalogs, incredible. It is, yeah. Playing some of those tunes now, how much fun they had to play, yeah. and the placement of where the bass lines are and the guitar parts, yeah. and it's. What a what an awesome yeah, band! Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we, like Damon yeah. Alban's gone on to so many different projects, and he is in Blur, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Gorillas it was obviously another one, and I then know. the Queen and the something and the something. Yeah, and, the, and uh, Rocket Moon and the yeah. Ju- or whatever it's yeah. and, and he's just done so much cool shit. Yeah, because he's a muso. Yeah, amazing. And they all are They're amazing, <laughs> amazing. Okay. Sorry, carry on. So that's the first guitarist. <laughs> um, second one is John Squire. Which, which, of course. Of course. So, hold oh, on. Let me get my timeline right. What did they release in the 90s, Stone Roses? I wouldn't even know, to be honest. Um, I do remember that. When was the second coming out? Painted album covers. Yeah, which he did. Oh, that's his? Yeah, that's his oh, work. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah all, the lemon, all the lemons and all that kind of stuff. That's oh, John Squire. Man. Okay, there you go. Um, so, okay, so the first Stone Roses album was 89 and their second one was 94. And then, of course, they split up pretty soon after that, didn't they? This is weird. The only... <laughs> oh, no, we've got two British bass players in the bassist list. <coughs> Sorry, a bit of beer went down the wrong way. No, don't do that. <coughs> That's called drowning. <laughs> beer in the lungs. Um, yeah, you've got, you've got Zender and Nicky. Yep. You know what I mean? But um, the rest are obviously American. <coughs> you know, also on the basis list, we're missing Victor Wooten. Oh. We're missing Stu Ham. We're missing, like. But I, I don't know. I don't, yeah. But 
yeah, I think those guys are bassists, bassists. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wooten is probably appreciated more by bassists than okay. your standard sort of, even though Bella Fleck and the Flecktones is an amazing band yeah. to listen to for anyone. Yeah. Everyone should listen to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know. Do you think so? Oh, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think like Wooten is I, he's I, a little yeah, bit of out, of, out of reach? His of style of music is just a bit niche. Isn't yeah, it? maybe. Yeah. But anyway. Um, all right. John Squire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Big name came up more than once. Slash. Slash. Um, because of the Use, Use Your Illusion albums. Um, Appetite for Destruction was late 80s, wasn't it? Use Your Illusion was 92 because it's part of that year. Appetite is probably one of the albums I've listened to most yeah. in my childhood. Yeah, and then News Illusion has got November Rain on it, and it's yeah. got. Um... Can't I can't listen to the November Rain again? <laughs> what like? It's the is it like when you drink too much vodka and vomit on it? And you can't do vodka <laughs> it's again. That, you just it's that alcoholic rain. drink you had when you were a kid. <laughs> Mine was like this cider from Devon called Cripple Cock. <laughs> you just, just don't ever drink that. <laughs> when something's called that, surely you, it's anyway. not good for you, is it? No, but um, November Rain. I think it's the piano bit. If you listen to the piano bit again, mm-hmm. the piano bit is what's lovely. Yeah. But then there's this numpty on the microphone who's going. <laughs> and I can't do it anymore. Okay. I think I, but I the ending's cool though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and the video is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash on the edge of a cliff. Anyway, moving on. Um, Vernon Reed. Living Colour. Which is um, Stu Brewer's. Suggestion, unsurprisingly, because I know much he loves. Oh, that's brilliant. And also, who I'm seeing at the end of the year. Are you? Yeah. Where's that? Um, they're supporting Extreme. <gasps> of course they are. Yeah. It's gonna be, um, that's that's gonna be amazing. Cool. Um, John Frusciante. Yes, we just talked about. From, uh, so, so we're talking about Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Californication. Pretty iconic. Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz as a guitarist. Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting, isn't it? Do because you... Because I don't think... I think if you ask the average person who bought Lenny Kravitz stuff, they'd say he's a singer. Yeah. But amazing guitarist with his big flying V and everything. And always on the run. Yeah. That's a great That's him slash, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the both yeah. of them doing that's yeah. it. That's it. Slash, slash as well. Um, he does some, that's amazing. And then yeah. this one, I, this should be an This came from my brother Stu, Carlos Santana. That's amazing. When what? did that, that big album from Carlos Santana? Which had um, a oh, on it and had um, the, smooth and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so it was Rob, Did, Rob Thomas singing? Yeah, from, um, oh, from Matchbox. Yeah. All right, hang on. I'm sorry, there's a lot of Googling going on this episode. <laughs> I've, just, I've, just, I've just Googled Carlos Santana discography and I'm looking at like 45 albums here. He's just as mad. Mental. Supernatural, that's what it's called. There you go. Yeah, because I, 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 Supernatural is often overlooked, but it was one of the big guitar albums. Yeah, uh, and that was released in '99. Yeah, yeah. So just in, just um, in. All right, massive, but, massive figure, especially right now. And you just kind of mentioned him, yes. Nuno. Nuno. Yeah, and incredible. Yeah, everyone, go and listen to the new Extreme song. It's called. It was. I think it's a new, new one again. But Rise. Rise is the yeah, one to listen to. Everyone's Rise, talking yeah. about the solo in Rise. Yeah. Um, but the song itself is good. Yeah. It's a very Stone Temple Pilots sort of vocal, I think. But it's um, the riff's cool. It's just too, yeah. you know what I mean? And Drop it's, D and yeah, it's yeah, cool. and it's just and it and I'm so happy they're back. Yeah. They were a guilty pleasure back. Yeah, you know, pornography. 
That was 1990 because I've got it in front of me. That's was it? Nice. That counts, yeah. Wow. So we, we can get the funk out. Get we, the we funk need to out. Include in this. Oh, that's, an, that's incredible. Listen to that song again now, people, with an open mind and forget about what's cool and what's not cool. And just listen to that solo. And listen to that fucking solo and he rams it and it's amazing. Yeah. And he's still, and, and, then, and then if you've got time, peruse through the albums they, you didn't even know they've done. Yeah. Incredible. Um, One which has Mike Mangini on, so Harry likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the punchline. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> but um, yeah, what an amazing guitar player. Cool. What swagger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Visually. Still uses the same guitars. Those what, Washburns? Yeah, his N4. His yeah, N4 his that's it. yeah, amazing and guitars. Just incredible guy. You're just, um, um, there's an interview with him and Rick Biasso who came out yesterday. Um, and it's amazing. It's really cool. And he talks about, I mean, Nuno has always been a bit of a, one of those characters that you don't really see interviewed much and yeah. doesn't chat much and a bit of an enigma. An enigma. Um, but this, this interview is like two and a half hours, so you, it's great. Oh, no, I've got to watch really that. It's really cool, yeah. yeah really. My only, I saw... Perry Farrell brought his band to the UK, ultra payloaded um, mm-hmm. satellite party, and Nuno was the guitarist. And he played for Rihanna as well. He played for Rihanna, yeah, that's yeah. amazing, yeah. And we were at this gig, ultra payloaded, in London, and there's a little break between songs, and the audience starts singing more than words. Uh. <laughs> more than words, you know, and all that sort of shit. <laughs> and he's been in the sort of shadows. Yeah. And, he, and he just comes up to the microphone after like five lines of more than words has come out. And he comes up to the mic and he's just like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone, and everyone, everyone laughs and they get on with the next song. But he always shreds. Yeah. And nice playing. Yeah. And not, and his riffs are what get me. Yeah. It's not, okay, you can solo. He Man Woman hates that. Riff. Yeah. Brilliant. And, you know, and then, yeah. And then on the following albums, it's just it's some great stuff. Great, great stuff. Bluesy as well in some places. Oh, yeah. And long, drawn-out tunes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then one more, which actually for me, I think I was learning guitar in the 90s, was another big figure for me. It's it Steve Craddock from um, Ocean Colour Scene. There you go. Yeah. And they called The Train and The Circle. And yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. That second album of theirs. Mostly Shells. That's a, that's a proper Colour guitar Scene. album. Ocean and of course, he played for um, Paul Weller as well. I see it, Paul Weller. I was going to mention Paul Weller. Yeah. I always thought Ocean Colour Scene made Paul Weller happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was almost like they were trying to just please him with their stuff. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I like that. And they're like, well, if you like it, we're happy. <laughs> Everyone else can do one. <laughs> Amazing band, though. Great band. Okay, so so is there anyone there that, you've, that I've missed off? I, where are we? <clears throat> Guitar. Uh, guitars. Guitar players. So we can, we, we can add Mark Knopfler. Thank you, Zoe. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> of his pubic head. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's just got fuzzy hair. Leave him alone. <laughs> But um, no, that's good. But she does, yeah, Money for Nothing is one of her favourites, I think. Yeah, but that's 80s. We can't count. I know, I know. Um, everyone mentions John Frusciante. Mm-hmm. And I can't mention him because it's the wrong era, but I love Josh Klinghoffer. All right, yeah, yeah. I love him. I think he is the second best Chili Peppers guitarist. Oh, okay. Um, I want to mention... Just because of, he was just in, I want to mention Wes Borland. Ah. Uh, because. There's another one of those names that should, I should definitely consider. He just, it? what he just. It's like Dime Bag Dower, these names. Yeah. Are, I think, I think Wes there. Borland nailed an era. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't break stuff. How much balls, how, how big are your kahunas uh, to write break stuff? Yeah. Two. Yeah. 
and, and and the world picked that song up and ran ran with it. You know what I mean? But also, he's the coolest looking motherfucker. I explain it. I've always loved what he did. I did a really poor man's version in Toupee. <laughs> I was Wait, always, so was, was he used um, he used, like, used spandex late, he used pink film he was using late, <laughs> latex body paint and I was using sharpies how sweaty is it to oh my film? god that like, was not like, good like, just tip it out afterwards yeah <laughs> that black were you at that joiners gig where I wore black yeah black cling film it, yeah. it pulled in my elbow <laughs> joint it was horrible but um, for me hands down this was the easiest choice for me. Right. Dave Navarro. 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 Oh, okay. Navarro. Well, above all the, all the other names? Bit, yeah. All right. He's na- he just nails everything. He's Midas Touch. Okay. Everything. Panic Channel, Jane's Addiction, stuff he did with um, Chris Chaney and Taylor Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Go out and listen to that. That's incredible. That one song. Hot, his One Hot Minute playing is brilliant. And One Hot Minute is my favourite Chili Peppers album. Yeah, yeah. And he is my favourite Chili Peppers guitarist. Wow. Okay. Um, he just... You can't... It just it's the same again. Um, you know, you know the, the, the summertime rolls. Such a beautiful song, and he just complements that bassline so well. Yeah. He's playing, and and I was at you know and, and seeing them at Reading Festival, Chili's now. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably told a story on you before about it's the first time anyone had heard Warped. Right, and I was just fucking lost my tiny mind. Yeah, yeah. it was incredible. The intro. I'm like, what's going on? This is like psychedelic. And then Kai's just singing out of time, is he? No. No. And, and, the it's funny, and you can watch it and the band, it's not, it's never like it is on the album. They just follow him. Because, yeah. Because Kiedis is just, it's almost like he's singing without the without paying any attention to anything else. This is it. And they just, they just, yeah, the way they just lock in. Oh, it's yeah. brilliant. You're brilliant. You could tell he wasn't comfortable with the dressing up. He came out with a fucking massive light bulb on his head, which Flea was obviously loving. <laughs> But um, you know, but Navarro was like, "Fuck, I'll play guitar and wear this shit." But um, he, I just, he always nailed it for me. Yeah. He's playing in Jane's Addiction. It's just off, like the solo in Three Days. I love it. Yeah, it just hits me. So he's he's your choice. Then, he's Navarro. my choice. I'm going to go for Nuno. I think you're going to go for Nuno he's because close. um, of all the list, he's the guitarist where I just I can't I can't fathom. I can't. Oh my god! I still don't know what he does. No. Like that, what's that He-Man Woman Hater? Yeah. Riff. I still don't know how he plays it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's videos, there's have videos you on YouTube of people explaining how they do it and it's like, some of it's hammer-ons, some of it's open strings and stuff. And he's, just, he's such a particular but technique, but he's so groovy as well. It, and, and both of them seem pretty humble, I think. Yeah. I, I think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty humble guys, you know what I mean? I know Dave's a bit more in your face with his nipple rings <laughs> and his big tattoos and stuff on stage, but he's not... He's not in your face interview wise. He's not, you know, he hasn't done right. loads like that. And just everything he's touched, Midas touch for me. Same, with, that, um, same with Nuno. Video, he, like guitar techniques video he did whilst he was in the Chili's, which is just a little bit awkward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. It's like Starlix or something, isn't it? <laughs> okay, all right. So to recap, drummers, we've got Dave Grohl or Danny Carey. Bass players, we've got Flea or Les Claypool. And guitarists, we've got Dave Navarro or Nuno. Wow. Mm. All right. Okay. Should we move on to singers? Singers. So three quarters of the way through. Okay. Now, singers is, is my longest list here. Yeah. And, my, and mine. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to start from the top. Whitney Houston. Wow. <laughs> I love it. She is amazing. I love it. I've always been more, oh. of a, I've always been more Whitney than Mariah. Yeah. It's, it's a crying shame that Whitney met Bobby. 
Yeah. That is the statement, isn't it? Because the Bodyguard was released in, 19, in the 90s, wasn't it? So, was that, that, right? so that um, I Will Always Love You, that's oh, 90s. Jesus. And that's the vocal performance of the 90s, pretty much, isn't it? Yes, everyone, yeah. Uh, like if you want to try and impress the judges on uh, X Factor, you do that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And fail. Um, and what's the other song from the Bodyguard? Which is a bit more upbeat and a bit more oh, funky. And yeah, she's just, just amazing. Um, I want to dance with some. That's uh, <laughs> 80, surely. <laughs> um, oh, she's ama- she was amazing. There's no, no, no bow to doubt it. No. Okay. All right. We might have, we might have, a, <laughs> we might have a band with Danny Gary, Les Claypool, and Whitney Houston at this rate. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd, I'd pay to see that. Um, Brett Anderson from Suede. There you go. Which is um, right. He's not as he's obviously not as technical as Whitney Houston, but he's, he's as unique. Oh my god! Yeah. Another voice. another band I missed when it was happening. Well, they they are known to be kicking off Britpop with like Animal Nitrate and yeah, that kind of stuff. That's really early, early enormous. 90s. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, Rich Lawson's brother on bass. There you go. Is that right? Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three, huge for me personally, oh, is Jeff Buckley. Amazing. Um, a soul. And of course, I mean, he, all his stuff was '90s. So we're talking about Grace and yeah. Last Goodbye and Grace to come over and Grace is Hallelujah. A, I didn't, I didn't realize how many covers there were on Grace. I didn't realize Lilac like Wine is a cover. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. It was know even some, a classical, like you know what I mean? It's yeah, amazing. But then you've got um, what's the big heavy one at the end? Eternal Life. Eternal Life. Yeah, great. You know what it's I mean? Led, led, led Zeppelin kind yeah. of thing. And then he did. There was a trap, uh, um, a deep cut on a B side of an EP called Kangaroo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, he always played that one live. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that was one of his favorite songs to play live. That one. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah, it's like you know, it, it's so far removed from the one he's known for, which is um, the cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So go and listen to Kangaroo, people. It's epic. And Last it's Goodbye awesome. might be one of my favorite songs Last Goodbye. Ever. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Britney Spears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe a bit of a joke entry. No. Actually, whoever wrote it wrote Britney Bitch. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Britney Bitch. It's Britney. <laughs> no, there. No, if you, she is a quality singer. Yeah. You can. Yeah. There are YouTube videos of her singing like the um, raw takes, and she is on the money. Yep. When she was at her peak. Yeah. I know she shaved her head and lost the plot, <laughs> but don't we all? We're talking, talking, people losing the plot. Second, next name, next name down is Michael Jackson. <laughs> Amazing. What was he doing in the nineties? Dangerous was nineties. Oh, I don't know. Thriller, mm. Thriller, Thriller wasn't. Was that was early eighties. No, that's it. Women's was bad. The big one. That was eighties. That was eighties. That was eighties. So we are talking about his dangerous albums, and I don't yeah, think Michael yeah, Jackson's yeah. wasn't Slash on Dangerous. Yeah, he was. It wasn't that one song. That Slash. Was that Black? Yeah. Yeah, Black. Was that Slash? Was that Slash playing that? I think he's in the video. Isn't Macaulay Culkin in the same video? Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that. Oh, he, God, he was anyway. definitely on another song on Dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, carrying on. Next one, Kelly's submission, Mariah Carey. That's all right. And she loves Mariah Carey, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. So that's another, I mean, she's obviously amazing. Um, next one down, Chris Cornell. Oh, he's incredible. He that's was, tough, and it's, gonna make, it's making it tough. He was, I saw him solo. At the Palais Theatre in uh, um, in Melbourne, right? And you know when, um, you know when something's happening, and it's happening exactly like the album. It's like you know, like you go and see a band, 
and they're close. Uh, this guy surpassed anything right. he'd done uh, recorded. He, he was he's incredible. Mm. He, he was incredible. Um, it was him, acoustic guitar, played Seasons from the, um, what's the film? The grunge film, Singles. Oh, okay. All there's, right. a, there's a soundtrack out there from Singles and there's okay. a track on there called Seasons by Chris Cornell. In fact, Josh Klinghoffer recently covered it and it's it was incredible. Yeah. He was amazing. And he had a cello player as well and they did some Beatles. You'd have loved it. Yeah. I did, um, dun, 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 I woke up. Dun, dun, oh, uh, did they? Day in, um, day in the Life. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's made it really hard. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Nina Person from the Cardigans. There you go. Yeah. That's a great there. singer. Yeah. But, but, but again, not, not up, I wouldn't no, even no, consider no, that no, name. So oh, thank no. you for whoever added that. Thank you for that. Um, Lane Staley. Oh, it's on my list. <laughs> yeah. Again, the darkness. He had it. Yeah. Yeah, he had it. Yeah. Carry on. Sorry. And then Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Amazing. Because of course, but again, I don't think I would have added it on because I, I don't think of Kurt Cobain as I think of him as a songwriter and a guitarist I, I, and a singer. Yeah. But actually, his singing is just a it's just a great singer. Yeah, it's like it's almost like you you could we could go into subgenres here. We could go singer. We could go frontman. Yeah, we could go a vocalist. We you know what I mean we could yeah. split these up into the different premise, but we won't because it's, it's hard <laughs> enough as it is. <laughs> um. Have you got additional listings? No, that's my, I mean, that's, yeah. that's my list, but there's, there's, there's got to be loads more. I, my list consisted of, I wanted to put Perry Farrell in there, but I, that's like, a, like my subgenre of head. He's perfect front man, uh, as, as is Angelo Moore from, the fish, from Fishbone. Oh, yeah, okay. What an incredible singer. Yeah. He's just been, and he's still, he's amazing still. They've just released <laughs> some new material and it's awesome. And it, it's, it's so good. Um, I don't know if many people know of a chap called Bernard Fanning. Yeah, why do I know his name? He's oh, because you probably mentioned him to me. Powderfinger. Okay. Oh, yes, you have, yeah. Um, he was in Australia, they call him Burning Fanny. <laughs> but um, he's, I saw Powderfinger were 90s. Okay. I, I think I was in Australia in 1996 and I saw Powderfinger play and I was just, wow. Yeah. And they were messy and they were drunk and it was a bit horrible, but he, he just held it together and he was just such a, what a, just a wicked vocal performance. Yeah. Um, Scott Wayland. Love him, love him. Um, Maynard, of course. I've Maynard, hard to go past Maynard. Oh, um, and then an outside ringer, Huey Lewis. All oh, right. <laughs> but, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if Huey Lewis did much in the nineties. I don't know. And Back to the Future was obviously mid eighties. There, there is the not, it, but... there is not a voice like Huey Lewis's voice. Well, Huey Lewis, are they still going? I don't know. He can't sing anymore. Oh. He wakes up in the morning. I read an interview not so long ago. He wakes up in the morning and he said the first thing he does is he scratches his pillow. And I was like, where's this going? And some days he can hear it. Some days he can't. Oh, really? So he doesn't sing anymore. He just plays golf. Um, they did release one, two, two albums. In the 90s. Yeah. One's called, yeah. Um, Obviously like four yeah. was, uh, you know, all that earlier stuff is where I'm coming from. I love all that stuff. As does Andy. That's 86. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing vocalist. You've got all these guys nowadays who can give it the old, you know, and give it all this mm -hmm. and the, got the power and the, uh, uh. but if you listen to Huey Lewis, listen to where his voice, you can almost hear his voice emanating from his gut. Yeah. It's just got one of those big Tom Jones sort of voices. Yeah. When Tom Jones, uh, he, he 
it comes up from way low. <laughs> and Huey Lewis has got that. And he's great. And the lyrics he wrote, and oh, it's all so cool. Yeah. It's so, you know, nothing offensive, but, you know, you know, he I, is I the guy kn- with the megaphone in Back to the Future. Is that right? I'm assuming. I don't know. Uh, when they do the band audition and, and possibly then the, yes. guy the megaphone yeah, says, do, it's yeah, too yeah. loud, it's too loud. That's yes, Huey yeah. Lewis, isn't it? Probably is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I want a new drug. Um, what's the chorus to I want a new drug? It's great lyrics. I want yeah. a new drug. Um, one that don't make me nervous. Um, one that don't make me spew. One that makes me feel like I feel when I'm with you. <sighs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Better than AI did, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Hugh Lewis is a little side ringer of mine. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to uh, wee. All right, okay. Let's, let's, let's have a wee break. Can we have a wee break? And we'll think about singers. Thank you. Okay, well, we'll, be back. we'll be back in a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> How's your wee? Yeah, it was good. I often have, well, often... I always have what have to push. Have no have <laughs> have a wee, have a wee every podcast. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's the Adam Partridge line. I never thought I'd have to push. I never. <laughs> oh dear. Right, I'm going to ask you. To, I'm going to ask you to lock down on the singer. Um, this is hard. It's really hard because it would obviously it, it, you know it changes every. 15 to 20 minutes and mm-hmm. you hear that and then you hear that and there's guys we have mentioned there's go- you know what I mean I need to there's- remind you that we are this is a this is a historical factual document we're oh that's here. right I know okay <laughs> damn it alright <laughs> um, for me then I'm going I'm going Maynard are you um, he I'm going to give you my reasons okay um, his um, oh, he's just amazing. He's he's everything I would love to be vocally mm-hmm. wise. He's just incredible. The highs, the lows, the big, the long notes, the lack of vibrato. Yeah, he's very. You know, when he hits a note, he hits that note. He doesn't give it the old. Yeah, he just. Yeah, because his pitching is so good. It's amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, and and lyrically, he's, he blows my mind. I know you know a lot of people call him. Well, they they call him all sorts of stuff. You know what I mean? Arrogant and. Um, you know, pompous and all this sort of stuff. But I, I think he hits the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. And when he writes songs such as Judith, right, Perfect Circle. About lyric, his mum. Oh, about his mum. And yeah. then to hit home even more, the lyrics in 10,000 Days, yeah, which is about his mum again. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 Days is, everyone probably knows this, 10,000 Days is 27 years. His mum was wheelchair bound for 27 years of her life mm-hmm. and oh, like what what other words you know um he's in in one of the he says you're the only one who can hold your head up high shake your fist at the gate saying i've come home now fetch me my spirit the son and the father tell them their pillar of faith has ascended it's my time now give me my wings yeah. that's killer and couple that with the with obviously the tool <laughs> well, yeah, the music yeah, yeah it really exactly hits, that's it? it oh it hits home the fact that she was you know god you know we all know what this is all about god did this to her apparently uh, <laughs> and she never lost her faith and he struggles to understand that 
and he's, he's shouting out for her. If there's one person on this earth who deserves her wings after all she's gone through, mm -hmm. she never lost faith once. And then the song goes on to even smash you even more, you know, saying how his mother, Jude's Marie, was the unconditional one. I can't listen to that without yeah. getting emotional. <laughs> that's on the same album as about a man who got an anal probe from an alien. Exactly. <laughs> that's the, and that right there is the beauty of Maynard, I think. You know what I mean? To go and... I know, and, and then like the, you know, undertow where he was a lot angrier. Mm. And, you know, and it's sad, to, it's sad fact is that probably a lot of people don't know Tool. They're not as widely known as you'd think in, in the sort of heavy circles. Apart when you try and buy bloody tickets for him. Well, then, yeah, all of a sudden everyone. End up in the, literally the last yeah, row of the O2. Everyone comes, out of the, <laughs> everyone comes out of the woodwork then. But like a lot of people, the, he, he sung on the Rage song. Time has come to yeah. rage. Yeah, that's him. You know what I mean. And I, I was lucky enough to witness them rage, tool and wool at Brixton Academy years ago. Oh, wow, amazing! And he came out and he screamed so hard that you fucking you couldn't hear Tom Morello come bringing the song back in. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I'm like, I want to do that. You know what I mean? And he just nailed he just nails it for me. Okay, oh, that's bloody hell. Maynard, I, Maynard. I, I think for me. And I am looking at our past musicians so far, which are kind of rock-leaning because we've got names like Grohl and Flea and Nuno and Dave Navarro. I, I would just love to hear Jeff Buckley singing with them. Because he... Because... um. Because obviously he's he's a rock singer, this is essentially, isn't it? Although he sings everything. I mean, he Let sings like French folk songs and oh. classical music and everything. But um, I... His phrasing, his sense of melody, his his unique approach to, um, well, everything really. Because I don't think anyone's seven, really come close. Seven and a half octave range or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. And then what's the story? Is there a story with Hallelujah? How the producer or the the engineer? I think he played it some ridiculous amount of times, and they recorded it like ninety times. Oh wow! Really? I don't know. Really. I, someone correct me if I'm incorrect, but. From what I remember reading years ago, he he obviously wanted that perfect. Yeah. Um, and he'd done it. He's played it a ridiculous amount of times, double figures in way, double figures. Mm -hmm. And the engineer, he finished a take, and the engineer played him back the second take. <laughs> and he went, yeah, that one. <laughs> I think someone correct me if I'm incorrect, but I, I do remember that story. Wow. Because the engineer was like, oh, nailed it so early man yeah. you know what I mean it was and it is it's amazing yeah. I don't know it's a beautiful beautiful version of that song um, and uh, yeah I mean obviously the tragedy is that we don't we only have so much of it oh. don't we because yeah. he released that one album and then posthumously is that the word sweet, um, sweet, my sweet, sweetheart the drunk that album came out that was that's that's amazing. Which is a great album. Everybody great. here wants you. It's just such a great yeah, song. What a tune. Um, so much space. But but for someone to have such a legacy and such an impact with like it's not even that long an album, Grace, is it? No, and not even many of his own much of his own material. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean, so a few cover versions on there. Um, I'm not sure if I'm meant to mention now allowed to mention this. I'm going to, but um, Pete, who we had on recently, yeah. Um, just sent me an updated version of um, a song he'd written about, I think, and I can't remember what it's called, Wolf River. I think, yeah. Really. 
Um, we we used to play it back in the day, and he's done a he's done a new version of it. Oh yeah, he was telling me about this the other day when I saw him. Jesus, good is it? Oh, amazing! <laughs> I have no doubt it'd be amazing. It's, inc- <laughs> it's like I like to record my ditties at home, but this is on a whole other level. Yeah. It's incredible. It's really, really well. When, really when it's beautiful. released, we'll play it. Yeah, it's okay. really, really beautiful. Wolf River's the river that Jeff Buckley drowned, drowned in. in. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it brings or somewhere was it? Or? Yeah, I think somewhere down those mm. lines. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, oh, it's just wonderful. It's um, really orchestral and wow, how the, yeah. I think it's got his son on bass. That's Toz. Awesome. Yeah, is no, that no, who no. you you teach? I teach his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, Toz has got the uh, the the musical gene. Absolutely. That's what Pete. That's what Pete says. Pete says he's like playing stuff at 17 that he, Pete was playing at 30. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and I think the, the, the lack of fear of that age just means that you just, you just take everything on board it's and, just, and just go for it. It's yeah. devour, isn't it? Yeah. So if he, if he, I mean, Todd's continues at this rate, it's going to be awesome. Incredible. Um, right. We have boiled this down to eight musicians. On drums, we have either Dave Grohl or Danny Carey. On bass, we either have Flea or Les Claypool. <laughs> On guitar, we either have Dave Navarro or Nuno Betancourt. <laughs> or on vocals, we either have Maynard Keenan or Jeff Buckley. I mean, how the hell, how the hell do we approach whittling this down to a band? Um, I can start by saying I've heard Claypool and Danny Carey. Yeah, what's that band called? They did. Um, they did a. Well, I'm thinking of this particular thing they did with Adrian Ballou. Yeah. A track called Ampersand. Yeah, oh, what was that on? on a, it was on an Adrian Blue solo album. Yeah. And um, they are both on there and it's it's awesome. Danny Carey's doing the... And Claypool's just doing the clacking thing that he does. And then Ballou's quite um, melodic vocally over the top of it. But, okay. And the guitar's scatty as hell. <sighs> so I can kind of relate to those two playing to each other. But just but, think about Dave Grohl and Flea in the same band. I know. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Is that? I don't think that's happened. I don't think they cross paths. In, 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 are they different realms? Are they two? Nirvana, Nirvana support the Chilies on a tour. Yes, but it was when the Chilies were. They were probably that's quite different characters. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like the Chilies are like in your face, out there. Whereas Nirvana are like you know, hair in your face, bit down a bit, like you know yeah. what I mean. No, no disrespect to either of them. Because Flea played, tr- there's a there's a version of Smells Like Teen Spirit out there mm. with Flea playing trumpet. Yeah. Maybe that's as close as it got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is as insane as, insane as it sounds. I would. Um, right. Grohl or Carey? Damn it. Bearing in mind, I do think we need to start to introduce thinking about band members playing together. Hold on. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, right. Kerry's very unique to his approach to drums. Yeah. Not very traditional at all. Right. He uses like patterns and syncopations and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I adore Tool. There's a butt in there. No, no, it's not a butt, but it's like it's like a they're a right mood sort of band. Okay. Um, Dave Grohl can play anything. He can, yeah. 
Because he has done literally everything, hasn't he? He has got that. range of stars that he's done. Yeah. And he has got the smash crash. From Tenacious D through to Nirvana, through to Probot, through to that... Um, they released like a like a really heavy metal album. What's the thrash? Year, what's the thrash album yeah. he did recently? And he's with, playing on that as well with, with the video. It was a weird video yeah. to it as well, and I, I missed that. But I love Danny, right? But Dave's like your best mate. Yeah. What do you reckon? Fight, fight uh, for Danny. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with Dave Grohl just because, although Danny Kerry could play. I'm sure he's technically adept enough to do whatever he wants. Yeah. I've just, Dave Grohl, we, we have seen it. Yeah, we? exactly. Whereas Danny Kerry, I've only, I've seen it obviously in Tool and little bits here and there. Yeah. Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl seems to be so omnipresent. Yeah. That I think that he would be able to adapt to whoever, whichever other musicians we put with he him. Bring, it's, it's, um, it's, I know I keep mentioning Queens and, and does he play on the new Queens? No, stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes, because that's what, Josh Homme. Okay. You know, he openly admits that when he's stuck for writing right. and he's, you know, losing his way a bit when he's creating these albums and stuff, the ultimate medicine is Dave Grohl. Okay. Because he just comes in with that boundless amount of energy and that crash bandicoot. You know what I mean? This is what we're going to do here. Doom, the battle, the battle, the yeah. battle. You know what I mean? And think uh, no one knows. I know it's a bit of a pop song nowadays. But it's not. It's freaking awesome. And yeah. listen to the drum fills in that, that whole breakdown section when it's supposed yeah. to be a guitar solo. But listen D- to the Dare drums. we say these days people forget how good a drummer Dave Grohl is? Yeah, I reckon. Okay, we're going, we're, sorry. Am I deleting Danny Carey off my text edit document? Yeah, sorry, mate. He's gone. He's lovely. Right. Dave Grohl, can you imagine him playing with either Flea or Les Claypool? <laughs> 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 um, I can ima- I can imagine him playing more with Flea than Claypool. Why? I don't know. I just feel like Flea would get Dave Grohl more. Claypool would get Danny Carey more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Flea and Grohl would have listened to Wings. Okay. Whereas okay. Claypool and Carey would have listened to Rush. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that a statement? Oh, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I'm, I've always been more of a flea guy than a Claypool, a Claypool guy. So I'm. So I mean, is this an easy decision? Then we just deleting Les Claypool. Unfortunately, yes. See yeah, Les, he's gone. All right. So we have <laughs> our band has um, Dave Grohl on drums. It has Flea on bass. Would. Who's playing guitar with them? Is it Dave Navarro or Nuno? Now, obviously, <laughs> we know exactly what Flea and Dave Navarro sound like together. Yes. Damn Sorry. it. You've, you've, did you plan this? <laughs> <laughs> no one said Anthony Kiedis is the best singer, did they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh, man. All right. I love, I love everything Dave Navarro touches i love what he does i love how he plays i love his octave slides up and down and like my friends on um the solo on my friends is so spot on i love it mm-hmm. um on that you know we're not minute and that whole, the whole album that was ideal that was a perfect album for me it was great there's no every song was a banger but the fact that we've chosen flea instantly makes me want to just choose nuno 
What just to see what it was just to see because we know exactly what. Yeah. I. I want to hear Nuno play with Dave Grohl as well. Because yeah. I think Nuno is so... Do you, do you think... I know this is, a side, this is a side question. Do you think extreme... Oh, this is hard. I don't want to diss any musicians. But when you've got someone of the caliper and of Nuno... Right. I'm not... I don't know who the bass player for extreme is. I do. His name's Pat Badger. Pat Badger. <laughs> Is he, is That's he, one of those names you can't forget. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's he's no he's not a flea, right? He probably is. He probably could be. He probably can play all that, okay? Because he's in extreme, yeah. But he doesn't because he's got Nuno there, right? And Gary, Sharone, yeah. yeah. So do you think do you think that's something that happens with bands like Extreme, where you know? We'll put two guys to the forefront. There's no, there's no rhythm guitarist in, in extreme. No, there? exactly. So they're both often one. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's nothing left. Is there? This is it. So I think it's a drummer. The drummer's solid. Yeah. They're all, they're both drummer and the bass player solid, mm-hmm. but they're not on our list. No. So, what do you think of that? Well, my my personal thing is, I've always loved Nuno's playing. Yeah. And Nuno could. You think from more to worse to get the fun out. He can yeah. do everything, can't he? But Dave Navarro is is he's less flash. I, mean, oh, I don't. Know, it's so hard, isn't it? Because I was going to say he's more song orientated, but actually, Nuno is very is very song orientated. Yeah, D- Dave can be flash. Yeah, he he wails. He can wail. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna have to help me out here. What do you think? Well, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's um there's an acoustic track on um the extreme album waiting for the punchline. Okay, and it's like a Zeppelin esque sort of acoustic thing. It's amazing. Right. And it's amazing playing. And if it's not the Midnight Train, or is that a different? Was that off another? Uh, I album? can't remember the name. The track. The name. The track. It, it, Midnight Express. Midnight Express. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. No, we've done Dave and Flea. Okay, let's go Nuno. You think so? Yeah. I think I think that just the fact be... that we know exactly what Dave Dave and Flea sounds like. Yeah. I think I think is a reasonable excuse for us to, to chuck Nuno into the mix. I reckon. Because both of them have proved that they can be the only guitarist in a band. Yeah. Because they Because they sound that thick. Yeah, yeah. And they're that capable. Right. Okay. Okay. So we have Dave Grohl on drums, we have Flea on bass, we have Nuno Betancourt on guitar. Who's singing? Is it Maynard or Jeff Buckley? <laughs> <laughs> Hooker with a penis or hallelujah? <laughs> oh, it's hard. Oh, man. Obviously, I want to say Maynard because I chose him. But what you said about bringing in something unconventional, does, yeah, does sound, yeah, it does sound good. I am seeing so far a bit of a Led Zeppelin kind of thing. I can imagine Dave Grohl loved um, Bonham's drumming. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure that Nuno was a big Jimmy Page fan. Oh, of course. And I, and I know that Jeff Buckley was a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Um, so I'm kind of seeing that thread in there. What, how do you think, May, what kind of band have we created so far with Dave Grohl, Flea and Nuno? It's quite a funky... 
strong backbeat, quite ballsy, but still funky kind of band. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, who could could you imagine Maynard singing over that or Jeff Buckley? Yeah, Maynard probably wouldn't tolerate that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> He'd probably be like, "Nah, I want something a bit with a bit more meat." You think so? I don't know. Possibly. Do you think he'd quit the band? He'd quit the band before it even started. <laughs> Sorry, Dave Grohl, fleeing Nuno. I'm off. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I don't want to drag this out, but I think you're right. I think Buckley in there would be cool. It would be different. It would be a challenge. It would have been a challenge for him. Right. You know what I mean? It would be, it'd be his and his vocal range. And he could give it some. I'm not saying he was. Not, he didn't always sing like an angel. No. You know what I mean? He could give it some. Yeah. He could scream like the best of them. You know what I mean? I, I, I reiterate, listen to Kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a live version on a B-side of some um, Last Goodbye, um, like a what they call the middle play ones. The, right. Like a six-song track thing. An EP. One. EP, thank you, extended yeah. play. And um, yeah, there's was, there was, there was a live version. It's incredible. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh man, yeah, I love Maynard. Are we, are we going? But, but Jeff, okay, let's go, Jeffrey. Right. Ah, uh, final lineup is, and picture this while I'm saying it. Dave Grohl on drums. Nice. Okay. Yep. With his hair everywhere. Yeah, smashing them, smacking the crap out of yeah. the drums. Alongside him is Flea. Yeah. On bass. Um. Okay, so he would be like high hat side. I guess. On the other side of the stage is Nuno Betancourt Ooh. on guitar. Doing his funky, um, doing his kind of very funky. Oh, have your headphones come out? Yeah. Is that, is that better? Can you yes, hear me? It's better. I'm with you. Okay. On the other side of on the other side of the stage, we've got Nuno Betancourt doing his very funky, but very kind of shreddy and groovy guitar work. Yep. Um, and then at the front of the band, we have Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Maybe a bit of rhythm guitar as well. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> with his high vocals. I can't imagine him singing over the funky music, but I bet he could. He never used to really, did he? It was, it was quite indie. Yeah, indie. it was. Yeah, it was very chordal. Right. He was the master of chords. Yeah. Um, is there something like 53 different chords in Last Goodbye? I don't know. I've actually, there's a video on my YouTube where I've sat down and worked it all out. <laughs> there's me playing along to it with all the chords well, going underneath. There's a lot of chords. There's a lot of chords yeah. in that song. Yeah. And I, I know they're probably similar shapes, but in different positions and all that sort oh, of yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an open G tuning as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's weird shapes. He was... Yeah, he what was do you think? Song. If that band came into town, would, would, we, would you want to see him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Surely. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's mad. I think it's done all right there. That's a very different... Um, that's a very different band than I originally thought when you posted the question yep. earlier today. What would you call him? <sighs> Bloody hell. <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> Bloody hell. But you have to say it like that. Bloody hell of playing Wembley Arena. <laughs> Tickets of four and a half grand each. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. No, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, all right. I think we've done pretty well there. I think we done, I think I would love to know if anyone has come up with a different lineup from what we come up with. I'd yeah, love to hear I would it. love to hear I'd that. Love to hear it. But I think we've done. Uh, I I think we've done a pretty good attempt. Yeah, they're not a correct answer. 
It's not. And if you ask us tomorrow, we can probably come up with something. Well, exactly. It'll be a whole other bunch of musicians that we've forgotten about. And, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, oh, I'll let you go home tonight. I've got to try and sleep tonight now, thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to think like, oh man, what about the guy? What about the guitarist from Regurgitator? <laughs> He's amazing. Quan. He's brilliant. All right. And that only took us an hour and a half to create the, to create the historical factual document of the best band of the 90s. Oh, I know. So to celebrate, I picked my guitar up. Oh God. I put it in drop D <laughs> because of both Dave Grohl and Jeff Buckley and a bit of Nuno actually in drop D. Yeah. Oh, why? No, hang on. Can we? T- I want to change my mind. If I have to sing like Jeff, I go. I want to go back to Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I can't do either. So, <laughs> okay. You got some lyrics ready? Um, no, but I'll find some. Right as a band is to have a single songwriter That writes the music and presents it to the rest of the band McCartney in Wings Hero Band on the Run It's a song by a British-American band Paul McCartney and Wings (laughs) Oh, there are two places I recommend Introducing the band A short, quick intro after the first or second song Is one of them And later, near the end of the show After you've won the right to ask for applause You can give a more in-depth Detailed description of the band (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we've got one more verse. Okay, 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 sorry. This is a very important verse. Okay, seeing I'll, I'll as what up. we've just done is I'll start bring, a band. I'll break it down a bit. Okay. okay, here we go. How do you start a band? One, choose your band members. Two, find your unique groove. Three, choose a memorable band name. Four, create a band agreement. Five, start writing your own material. Six, record and release a demo. Seven, create an EPK. What's that? (laughs) Busk and gig casually, motherfuckers. (laughs) 
rage against the machine. <laughs> yeah. 29th of December, 1974. The legal case ground into 1970, and in the court favour, found of Paul McCartney left the Beatles. Was that the day that music died? <laughs> when the Beatles broke up. Damn it. Best song yet, I think.